Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, LA? It's Ryan Dyer, co-host of the LA Football Podcast. I've got to take a quick second to talk about one of our newest sponsors, Garrison Brothers Whiskey. They are the first legal bourbon distillery outside of Kentucky and Tennessee, making it the first legal bourbon distillery in Texas. If you are a whiskey fan, this is one of the best on the market. All Garrison Brothers bourbons are weeded, which is the same style that has become popular with industry icons such as Pappy Van Winkle. If you don't know what Pappy Van Winkle is, look it up. It's like 1300 bucks a bottle. Garrison Brothers is going to be a lot cheaper than that, but you get that same taste. They also hold the annual bartending competition called the Bourbon Brawl, which pits bartenders in a head-to-head challenge to create the best bourbon cocktail for a chance at a cash prize. 2021 will be the first year we've opened up California bartenders. Here we are in LA, and they are branching out to our neck of the woods. You can head to Bur- uh, Garrison Brothers, our link in the description below. You can pick up Garrison Brothers at Total Wine, Bevno, or order straight from their website by going to the link below. It's delicious. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm a huge whiskey drinker. I recommend it. And for the price, there's not much better out there. Garrison Brothers, make sure to check them out. On the Believe Podcast Network and LAFBnetwork.com. This is your destination for Los Angeles football. Los Angeles, what's happening? What's good? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you are listening. And thank you for making the LA Football Podcast a part of your day. We are on the LA Football Network, LAFBnetwork.com, always on the Believe Podcast podcast network how are we all doing it's a beautiful day here in la got another great episode heading in to the weekend josh palmer third round draft pick for your los angeles chargers he's gonna jump on with me chat a little bit about the draft process uh his journey from canada to florida to tennessee and now to la well-traveled young man um so a lot of fun conversation with that and then after that I'm going to finally get into the schedules a little bit for both the Chargers and the Rams. Um, I'm not going to go game by game. I actually, tomorrow, for those that listen as well, LAFB live, typically with myself and Stephen Haglund. We are going live tomorrow. Stephen will be away, has a family, good family stuff, birthday party. He'll be uh, attending, Um, but I will still be on and I will be having a different guest on join me. And that one, we might go game by game for both Rams and Chargers. But today I'm going to pick five of the games I'm looking forward to most for each team. So don't worry, I won't bore you by going every single game, just myself talking. It's more fun when you can banter. So I'm just going to go five games I'm looking forward to, but we're going to first talk about Josh Palmer. Um, but first got to talk about Brewery X. 
we newest sponsor. We've had them for a couple of weeks now. Um, if you don't know them, they're in Anaheim on the La Palma beer trail, right by angel stadium or the Honda center over 30 beers, uh, that they brew right in house over 10 seltzers. They have hardest seltzers, which are 10% ABV. They have a jungle juice, hardest seltzer. If you can remember college, remember having jungle juice, this will bring you right back to those glory days. Um, Glory days, hangovers, whatever you want to call it. But hey, they have jungle juice. They have a bunch of different hard seltzers. You can check out, like I said, over 30 beers. Phenomenal food. They have great pizza. Um, it, it's a huge facility right in Anaheim right there. So you got to go visit them. Tell them the guys at LAFB sent you. Hang out. Uh, I'll have a link in the description as well. You can visit. You can order curbside pickup. You can order growlers. You can order you know, beer to go, six packs. Uh, they got a lot of good stuff and hey, you're supporting local. So, uh, super pumped to be working with the guys over at Brewery X. They're an awesome family ran style business. Uh, so make sure to check them out. Also got to talk about Manscaped. They're sponsoring the whole network, bringing Manscaped onto the LA football network. I just got here on YouTube. I haven't even opened it yet. Cause I got to test. I just received the Manscaped lawnmower 4.0. This thing is like just on the market. Here, let's do that. Let's just open it while I'm on with you guys. It's okay. We can, we can, this is my show. We can take some time on this, right? Let's see here. Open this bad boy up. Oh, yeah. Just looks nice. Here we go. That's precision right there. Hasn't been used yet. Get the nice little hum, nice little light. No cut technology. So. You know, we'll take this baby first or for a spin for a test drive and uh report back. But extremely excited to uh welcome Manscape as the newest member of the LA football family. Uh you can head to manscape.com, use the promo code LAFB20 for 50% off and free shipping. That's LAFB20 for 20% off. Did I say 50%? 20% off uh and free shipping. Uh, make sure to head there, tell them the guys at LAFB sent you. And finally, betonline.ag, your wagering casino online. Uh, NBA is entering the playoffs. NHL entering the playoffs. Just wrapped up. I think today is the final game, so tomorrow's our first playoff games. Uh, you know, you can bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Right now, the Rams are, I think, uh, fourth in odds to uh, win the Super Bowl. Uh, is Rodgers going to retire? Is he not? Is he going to be on the Broncos? Is he going to be on the Raiders? Is he going to be on the Packers? And bet on that. Plenty of stuff to do over at betonline.ag. Make sure to head there. And uh, 50% welcome bonus if you have not signed up yet. You can do it from your mobile device or your desktop. And uh, like I said, you get 50% welcome bonus if you use Bitcoin. Uh, there's no fees or anything like that. So that's another option if you're big, uh, you're big into Dogecoin or something. Transfer that over. Or maybe it's just Bitcoin. But I don't know. Is there a difference? I guess they're crypto, but they're technically the difference. So anyway, Bitcoin, no fees. I don't know if they take Dogecoins. I don't want to. I don't want to give you false information, but betonline.ag, uh, your wagering casino online. All right. Whew. Got to get through all those. Got a lot of new partners for the LA football network, which is great. Just means we're growing a lot of, a lot of awesome stuff here. So, um, but let's go ahead and jump in, uh, to my convo with Josh Palmer. Awesome kid. Like I said, have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, Chargers fans out there, hope you enjoy and learn something about your newest receiver. All right, Chargers fans, Bolt Nation, uh, extremely honored and pleasure to have uh, a next guest on the LA Football Podcast. He is the Chargers' third-round pick, played for the University of Tennessee wide receiver, Joshua Palmer. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Look at that. You got the blue skies in the background, just hanging out the facility, getting done with the first day of minicamp. How was it? 
it was good, you know, just getting acclimated with everything. And, you know, we just did a lot of install. Not not a lot, but we did some install, just getting on the same page as the coaches and understanding how practices run and things like that. Yeah, probably a lot more mental stuff than actual physical stuff, I'd assume, at this point, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the practice, practice is only an hour, uh, you know, just routes on air uh, and just getting in and out, getting in and out of break, getting in and out of huddle, mm-hmm. in and out of huddles and, you know, just going over the plays and stuff. Yeah, man. So it's uh, yeah, a long process, but yeah, just getting in there and, you know, starting to learn that I know that the NFL acumen is a little different than college. So I'm sure that'll be yeah. the hardest yeah, part, but I guess that's what these camps are for. So, um, but first of all, I just want to say congrats, man. You, you know, how hard you guys work to get to this level, all the work you put in and, you know, juniors and high school and then mm. college. And then here you are in the NFL. So congrats on making it a huge Thank accomplishment. Um, walk me through just what it was like on, on draft night. Who, to, who, who called you first? What were the emotions? Who were you with? Were you just with family, friends? Uh, what was that night like for you? It was definitely a night to remember. I was surrounded by a lot of family and friends and we were just down in Knoxville. And when I, when I first got the call, it was, uh, the GM called me, Tom Telesco called me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was so excited that I just started calling everybody coach. If <laughs> you see that on the, uh, on the yeah. film and on the, on the video. And uh, he just told me like, I'm actually the GM. And I was like, Oh crap. The GM called me. I mean, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't know. I just, everybody just turned into a coach at that point. And, uh, you know, didn't really get a lot of time to celebrate because I had mm-hmm. to go on a bunch of zoom calls and do media and stuff. Um, but, you know, after that, I was just able to spend spend some time with my family and my friends, you know, just nice and chill. That's good. Yeah, take it. I know it's kind of the, the blessing, the curse of all the, the tech now we have with everything being on Zoom is they can force yeah. you to quicker. Before, it's like you get drafted, yeah. you have that whole knife to enjoy, and then you fly the next day. But I guess nowadays, yeah. you're like, all right, we're, you're coming on in 10 minutes. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I saw it when you are calling at, uh, Tom Coach. So, hey, it, you know, I think that's a term of endearment, though. Coach isn't bad. Yeah. You know, I think you're okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously it's been well-documented now. You moved from Canada down to Florida to go to high school. Uh, I'm curious, so what was it like being 15, 16 years old, whatever age you were, moving countries? It's one thing to move across state to go to a different school, but moving to a different country, how hard of a transition was that? It was definitely different. You know, I was 15 at the time, but, you know, the way my parents raised me, I was almost forced to, I was almost forced to do what they taught me, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, you're, you learn all these lessons, but you never really fully take them in mm-hmm. until you're put in the position to where now you actually have to use them. Yeah. And I was forced to do that at 15. And, you know, fortunately enough, I was, I was able to succeed while I was down there living with my aunt and uncle and, you know, put me in the position that I am right now. And, you know, even when that, even for that transition from high school to college, I already felt like I was two years in, you know, cause I already did it for my last two years of high school. So that was, yeah. that was definitely a good thing that helped me. Absolutely. Was it, so was it strictly like a football move while you went down there? Yeah, there yeah, for sure. Football, football move for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, obviously I think it worked out and uh, <laughs> what went into the decision into choosing Tennessee? I think I saw, if I'm not mistaken, you were recruited by Syracuse also, which, you know, would have yeah. been closer to home. Uh, what ended up making you decide uh, to be a volunteer? Uh, just the relationships that I had uh, and, you know, just the guy that I was around, I, I enjoyed their company and it just felt like home. There wasn't too much going on. It was a good place to get away. You know, it's not Knoxville's not like Toronto. It's not like downtown. It's definitely not like yeah. for a lot of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, it was just calm and chill. And I, I, I fell in love with the school. 
That's good. Yeah, no, it's a cool place. Uh, you know, Tennessee's got a lot of cool, you know, character and different different stuff going on down there. Uh, a little different yeah. than LA where you are now, but yeah, uh, and everything every, everything is close. That's true. Yeah, everything is close. which is not the case where you are now. So no, <laughs> everything's super everything, spread every, out. Everything, everything is far. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously you're in Orange County now. I'm up in North LA, so we're probably like 25 miles apart, but like an hour and a half, two hour drive, like depending on traffic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So being from Canada, I got to ask, are you a hockey fan at all? Are you a Leafs fan? No. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a Leafs fan by default, but I don't really watch hockey. <laughs> okay. I'm like, you have to be. The Leafs are good this year. They're, I think they're first in the East. So you oh, really? But yeah, playoffs start tomorrow. Huh. So. I'll tune in then. Yeah, grab your Leafs gear. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm from Colorado originally, so I'm a huge – I played hockey, so I'm a big hockey guy. So oh. anytime I meet anyone that's into hockey, I'm like, I got to bring it up. But yeah, yeah it's okay. Understandable. So football <laughs> guy. Um. So going into this year, obviously there's, I don't want to say pressure, but you, I'm sure you have your own goals you want to accomplish. There's the team goals and all that, but just from a receiver standpoint, from what you want to put in, what are kind of the goals you want to accomplish as your first year in the NFL? Just learning as much as possible from the veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got, I got great guys. And, you know, I don't have to, I don't even have to announce them at this point. You know, everybody knows who's on the Chargers. You know, like Keaton Allen, you got Williams, and you got the guys that you put it, they got last year and, you know, I keep hearing there's a lot of competition in the room, but it's a good competition. You're able to learn and grow. Yeah. And, you know, from there, I'm just I just want to keep growing as a player and not just my first year, but every year. And, you know, if I feel like I'm growing and getting better and helping the team, you know, all the awards and accolades that, you know, are obviously goals of mine. That will that will speak for itself and that, that will come. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I feel it all starts from within, from within myself and from within this program, from, from within this team. Yeah, no, I answer, that's a perfect, I think, uh, mentality and mindset you have to have, because if you get too far ahead of yourself, you you pass on the important things, which is, you know, just, uh, you know, get better, you know, 1% at a time, inch by inch stuff. I My co-host, you couldn't make, he was traveling today, but my co-host Frosty Rucker was in the league 13 years. So he's always like mm-hmm. preaching that, like, you know, just brick by brick, chopping wood, just get better every day. And, um, and so that's, and you got some good ones to learn from, obviously, as you alluded to and, and stuff like that. So um, I don't know how many Chargers fans know this, but the secondary coach now for the Chargers, Derek Ansley, was actually the defensive coordinator at Tennessee, where you're from. Do you think he was yeah. was he in that draft room saying once we got to the third round, like, dude, I was against this guy every day in practice. I saw what he did to my secondary. We need him on on our team. Did you talk to him at all during this process? Uh I saw him yesterday when we had well, I see him every day now, but um first time I saw him was yesterday since Tennessee. And he was just, just really excited that I was here, you know. Coach yeah. Ansley, I have a, have a good relationship, and you know, I'm excited to go against the DBs this year, knowing he's the, knowing he's coaching as well. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. You get to wreak havoc again on him, right? Right away, didn't, <laughs> didn't miss a beat. So I like to think he had to have, you know, you when you play and you go against the opposing, and I think those coaches can tell talent, and so I think he had to have some say in that, and obviously it worked out. So um, one more football question. I got a few, just you know, getting to know you, let the fans get to know you. Questions just for fun. Um, obviously, you know, your quarterback, Justin Herbert, uh, took the league by storm last year as a rookie, now going into the second year. Um, it's kind of probably a silly question because I, I probably know the answer, but just how excited are you to get, you know, get thrown to from a guy that was rookie of the year, broke basically every record in the NFL, and now you get to line up on the field and, and catch balls from him. How excited are you for that opportunity? Uh, really excited. Uh, can't even really put into words. Uh, you know, he has a lot of talent, and, you know, I'm just excited to – once, once everything starts to roll around, I'm just excited to get on the same page as him and, you know, understand each other completely mm-hmm. and get the timing down. And 
you know, I feel with the group of guys in the receiver room, what I can learn from them, what I can learn from the QB room, what I can learn from the OC, the wide receiver coach, I feel like it's a good blend to where, you know, we're going to have a, a good season and and really grow, really grow as a team. Yeah, I think this is this is the most hype around this team I can remember in a long time. And part of that is this your guys' draft class and, and just what they were able to do last year, the new coaching staff. So a lot of fun coming, I think, for this team. And and I'm I'm excited that you're gonna be a part of that. So um who was uh is there a receiver that you kind of modeled your game after growing up, or you could just take bits and pieces from everyone, or is there a player uh, you're like, that's the guy I want to be like? Yeah, I take I take bits and pieces of everyone, but I would say the biggest pieces that I've taken from from receivers have definitely been you know, Julio, Keenan, mm. uh, just watching on film, man, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, just different. I look for different things from different players. And those are probably my top, uh, I mentioned four or five, but those are definitely my top, my yeah. top ones that I go back to watch, to learn. Yeah, those are good ones. Is there, what would you say in your game, obviously you want to, you know, be a technician and be good at all of it, you know, hands, route running, speed, all that, mm. but just at where you're at right now, what would you say is like your defining skill set, if you will? Being able to catch with my hands uh, away from my body and Huge. having strong hands and being able to attack the ball wherever it is. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. So I played receiver in high school. I, I don't have the size. You can't see me really, but I'm you know I'm five seven. So my, my career ended in high school, but that was mine too. It was route running and being able to catch with your hands because too many guys get yeah. their body, and then as soon as you get to those stronger arm quarterbacks, that's not going to translate. So yeah, um, that's a good one. All right, here's probably the hardest question always for anyone, but uh, favorite movie. Let's get to know you a little bit. Let's get the Chargers fans to know who Josh Palmer is. So what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? I would say my favorite movie is – let me rephrase – well, let me say this. My favorite franchise is Star Wars. Okay. All uh, right. I like all the Star Wars movies, all the Star Wars cartoons. And, um, I like everything. I like, I'm a Star Wars junkie. Is there is there one that you like the best or all of them? Uh, like I would – I would say the 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 second the second prequel, okay. Or see, yeah, the second. The se- <laughs> it's confusing. You know, you know, you know, everything is confusing. So, I would say starting from when Anakin was a kid, that first that first trilogy, that first trilogy. Okay, so one, two, and three. Anakin when Anakin was a episodes one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the New Hope and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes it can get confusing because some people may think the first three were were the actual. The second trilogy was the yeah. first three kind of seventies. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely the ones with Anakin, uh, Darth Vader. Those are my, you know, Darth Vader is my favorite character. Okay. Uh, definitely that, that first trilogy is my favorite, but I would say my favorite individual movie to answer your question, I would say is it. Okay. So a little yeah. horror movie there. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge horror guy. I'm a more comedy guy, but you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I hate horror actually. Um, but because I hate horror, but I could do, I could do a clown. I could do a clown. It's I, just I when, they, when they, it's just when they start to get into the conjuring and yeah, all that, all that other unseen spiritual stuff. stuff. Yeah. That stuff. I can't, yeah, <laughs> I can't no, do that. Count me out on that. No way. How long, how long have you been out in Orange County now? Have you been there probably not very long, right? No, nah, I got here two days ago. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you're super busy, but once you have some downtime, whenever that is, you got to try to go to Disneyland and go to star Wars land. It's pretty, I, I, star need, Wars. I need, I need to, I, I definitely need to, I need a car first, but I, def, I definitely come, need to, I'll drive down. I'll pick you up. We'll go to star Wars <laughs> land. Uh, Cause when I went, I went uh, before everything shut down from COVID me and my wife went and we were for their big ride. We got there at eight in the morning to sign up for it. And when we were our turn to go, which was like six o'clock at night, it shut down. So I didn't even get, so I still need to go on it too. So, 
Mm. Yeah, gotta get a Star Wars. Yeah, now. it's definitely. Um, I definitely want to go. You know, I've been hearing a lot about it, and you know, from different people. Um, but that's something I definitely want to do while I'm down here for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're close to it, so uh, we'll, we'll get you there. We'll make it happen. Um, okay, favorite. Uh, what's your favorite food or food group or food type? Is it something mom's cooking or? Uh, is it actual you, place. I like I like Chinese food and I like Jamaican food. Jamaican food, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm well, Jamaican I'm I'm, I'm 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 Jamaican. My parents from are from the island, so Beautiful. they're from Jamaica. Beautiful yeah. island, yeah. So you like the good like spice, like the the jerk spice? Yeah, or... yeah, I like spice. Yeah, well, okay. L.A. I don't I don't know of any good Jamaican spots, but if you like spice, there's plenty of of spicy foods out here in L.A. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Heart's content there. Have you been anywhere yet, or has it just been basically takeout or? Uh, just the Delivery. hotel and, and the facility. Yeah. So okay. All right. Yeah. You'll branch out. You'll get there. We'll give you some. Yeah. Lunch. Um. All right. I got two more for you. Then we'll let you go, my man. Uh. What's something about Canada that people here in America probably don't know? That we don't say a as much as you think we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't. Especially, we, especially, especially in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto is like an extension of America, almost like in yeah. it culture-wise. Yeah, but, we definitely say, don't. We don't say a as much as people think we do, and and if we do, we use it as an we use it as an like the way we say a is like how um some states in America say ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Ain't it? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so you don't yeah. say like you don't say oot in a boot. Sorry, what? <laughs> you don't say go, going oot in a boot. Oot in a boot, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh no, definitely. Oh no, nah, definitely don't say that. <laughs> See, they, what's funny is uh, I have family in Minnesota, and they say that in Minnesota all the time. But everyone just thinks that is like Canadian. They're like, no, they say yeah. that like the North Midwest, Minnesota, yeah. South Dakota. So yeah, do they have a uh, Tim Hortons out in Toronto, or is that just a West Coast? Canada? No, nah, it's Tim. No, nah, it's Tim Hortons there. Yeah, I went to Vancouver a while back, and that's like the Starbucks of Vancouver yeah, was Tim Hortons everywhere. Yeah, it's good though. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, What's something in LA that you, uh, you know, besides Disneyland and all that, but what's something that you maybe heard about in LA that you're excited to uh, experience or try out? Uh, I, I hear a lot of people tell me that whenever they go out, uh, they always see somebody famous randomly just mm-hmm. out in public. So I look forward to the moment where I see someone I recognize as famous out in public. So I can be like, I could just, I can see them be like, oh, that's that person right there you know yeah it'll happen that's yeah. you now too that's you now walking down <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah. maybe maybe in about maybe three years <laughs> yeah it'll happen yeah you just have a rookie of the year here we go um but no yeah you see it all the time whether in orange county at the beach uh you know down in laguna newport or you know up in la there's anywhere you go in beverly hills mm-hmm. all that. there's always people cruising around so uh well bro I, I appreciate you man i know uh you know busy busy day happy you got through your first day of mini camp uh hopefully this is a great weekend for you and uh, you and all the rookies learn a lot uh we're super pumped and thrilled that uh you're here in la and you know looking forward to just following your journey and hopefully we'll get you on again sometime during the season and talk again but thanks for taking the time appreciate it all right thank you for having me yeah man take care all right all stay right. safe stay healthy we'll talk soon all right okay, bye-bye. all right big thanks to josh palmer wide receiver for your Los Angeles Chargers, third round draft pick. Uh, I love doing these with the the new rookies because it's like I, you know, I learned something too. Because we, you know, I, I try to watch tape on a lot of these guys uh, that could potentially get drafted by the Rams or the Chargers, uh, but you don't like know them at all. Like I, you know, I try to do my research beforehand and you know get some stuff on their background. But uh, it's not like if I were to have you know a Chris Harris Jr. who's been in the league eleven years or someone where it's like there's a lot of stuff that you know about. So it's fun getting to know these kids and. Um, you know, they, 
it's funny you see them as you know these stars now these celebrities these athletes that are professional athletes and uh you know but they're still kids is the right word but they're still you know they're just graduated college uh you know they're just now in their first real job just happens to be they've been plunged into a role where they're uh going to be on primetime television 17 times a year uh they're going to have cameras in their faces and mics in their faces all the time so anyway appreciate the time from josh palmer really uh Good kid, really good, uh, good receiver. Uh, I think he's going to bring a lot of good things to this Chargers team. Uh, I know when the pick came in, uh, not a lot of people probably knew who he was and the stats weren't staggering, but the talent level, the skill level, what he's going to be able to bring to this offense. Um, like he said, one of his biggest things that he is about is being able to catch the ball with his hands, not, not bring it into his chest, um, which is, I think, a, a lost art sometimes in the NFL. And when you have guys that are great hands catchers, uh, they're the guys that do special things. And so I think he has that uh, repertoire and he has that ability. And so it'll be fun to see, uh, you know, how he learns and progresses in this offense. And, uh, you know, at this point, the Chargers are lacking a true number three. They have a bunch of good guys after the big two, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, Tyron Johnson, uh, you know, drafting Joe Reed and KJ Hill last year, but no one's become that true number three receiver. They've all kind of got different skill sets that have shown good things in different games. Um, I think Joe Reed could be that guy, which how he's drafted and, and his versatility, but was just not used at all last year. Katie Hill, very rarely used. So we'll see how they step up this year. But Josh Palmer definitely has the skill set to be that true number three. He has exactly what you want in a every down receiver. And if they run a lot of three receiver sets, um, he's a guy that can do really anything. I think he can play in the slot, play on the outside, can be a jump ball guy, can be a, a route technician. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see his, uh, his growth and, and uh, maturity as uh, he you know, gets into the NFL light. So uh, first day of minicap, happy to get him on in a busy day and uh, get to tie it with him a bit. All right, so let's go ahead and get into uh, our schedule doc now. Uh, we'll look at the uh, – let's start with the Chargers. We'll just stick with them since uh, Josh Palmer did the Chargers interview, and then we'll end with the Rams schedule. So like I said, I'm just going to do five Chargers games and five Rams games that I'm most excited about. Won't get into each one. We'll, um, you know, we'll talk about these five a little bit, you know, what I kind of expect, but be kind of brief, short, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's tired of schedule talk or not, but this will be a little something at least to, uh, to, to touch on it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, kind of by myself, it's more fun to share the screen, give you all something to look at besides uh, just my ugly mug. So um, let's go ahead and get that rocking and rolling. So, I'll basically go in order of uh, like not necessarily rank them one through five. I'll just go kind of, you know, give you five in order. So I'm going to start with this Cowboys game. A lot of the, I think the football game is going to be football team. Washington game is going to be fun too. Um, but I just like, uh, let's start with the Cowboys because it's the first home game at SoFi with fans for these chargers. And it's going to be a uh, interesting game. Cause there's, there's a couple things to look at a, you have a Dallas Cowboys team that is looking to rebound after a tough year. Uh, Dak Prescott coming off of a you know excruciating injury, but then also signing like the most expensive contract uh, for quarterbacks right now per year. Um, and so you know he's you know coming off injury, but he's got this all this expectation because of the money. But I think he'll still be a little rusty because he's really not going to practice much until like these games start because he's still rehabbing. Um, so that I think that benefits uh, the Chargers. But you know they have a revamp defense they've added. You know the 10th overall pick or 11th over or 12th overall pick, excuse me, Micah Parsons, who they took right before the chargers took Rashawn Slater. So um, a lot, and obviously they have a potent receiving core with, you know, CD lamb and Amari Cooper and um, amongst others. So 
Uh, you know, it's a solid team that's been underperforming. Mike McCarthy really underperformed as his head coach in his first season. Uh, but I think they will be a better team this year. Obviously, a lot of that is hinging on how Dak's recovery is. But I think they're definitely going to be uh, a, especially in that division, they're going to be a, a playoff contender for sure. Um, and so it starts this in week two for the Chargers. The other, I think, storyline will be historically anywhere, not just against the Chargers, the Cowboys travel very well. It's kind of the thing, the theme you'll see with this Chargers schedule is they play a lot of teams at home that travel very well. So there's going to be, depending on what happens, there's going to be this national narrative of if the Chargers can have more fans than opposing fans at this brand new SoFi Stadium. Um, You know, heading into, you know, fourth season, fifth season here in L.A., I knew it was going to take more time, but we're kind of at that point now where we want to start seeing that turn a little bit. So at this point, I don't think we know for sure that it's going to be fully filled. Like if they're going to allow, you know, all 70,000 or if it's going to be half filled, I think the hope is that fully filled. I think Chargers fans out there are definitely just based on what I've seen on Twitter are going to be very, especially because this is the first home game. Uh, are going to be more stingy with hopefully, you know, who they sell tickets to or hopefully not sell them at all because everyone wants to just go see this themselves. Like if you're a season ticket holder and this is the first home game, why would you sell your tickets? I know you can make a grip of money, but you want to see the stadium yourself. So hopefully that won't be even be a storyline. Hopefully it'll be the opposite. Just like, wow, look at how this fan base has turned. Look at all these amazing Chargers fans. Because I we all know, all of us people that cover the Chargers truly, like truly cover the Chargers and also Fans of the Chargers know that this is a very good, strong fan base. Yeah, it's not a huge national fan base, but it's a smaller fan base, but it's a very good fan base. It's like this national narrative that they can't fill a stadium. That's baloney. It's when you see these tickets on stuff of right now, after they just went on sale last week, and you have tickets going for 900 bucks. it's kind of hard to not be like, okay, I just paid $70 for these tickets, and I can make, if I had two, spend 140 and I can make two grand. It's a little challenging. I get it. But anyway, let's hope this first game doesn't even become a storyline and we can just focus on the actual football game because it's going to be a very, very good football game and we can see how this new coaching staff really does in their first home game. So that's the first one I'm really looking forward to um, for the Chargers here. So moving down the list, I'm not going to do division games yet. I'm going to wait till later in the season. So Cleveland Browns, this is going to be a fun game. The Browns might have the best roster in the AFC. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs and, the, and they're the best team until proven otherwise. But just roster from top to bottom and what the Browns were able to do in free agency and in the draft, that's a loaded, loaded team. Kevin Kevin Stefanski coming off, you know, coach of the year award, uh, just adding pieces on defense, uh, adding more pieces, more weapons on offense. You know, Baker's not Mahomes, but Baker's a very good, capable quarterback. And if he can just, you know, eliminate some mistakes, he'll just get even better. So this is a very good team. This is going to be a tough matchup for the or for the Chargers, excuse me, but it's at home. So you get that home. Cleveland doesn't travel as well as some of these other teams. So that should be a definite game where uh, there shouldn't be a question of any opposing fans. So, uh, but yeah, just on the football field, it's going to be a tough matchup for this defense to slow down this high octane offense for the Browns. And this, this Browns defense is very good too. So if the Chargers can play well in this game, even not even win necessarily, if they can play well, obviously where we want to obviously win again, we can, but if they can compete and take this down to the wire, like I know they've done with many games with many teams, I know it's frustrating for fans to hear, but with this new regime, there's going to be some growing pains. 
You know, you can't expect this team to, yes, they look much better on paper. Yes, the coaching staff looks better on paper. You can't just expect them to go, you know, 14 and three or whatever this season. Still sounds weird to say 17 games, but uh, there's going to be some growing pains. But if they can compete with a team like the Browns, which is also weird to say, and Browns a powerhouse, then I think that bodes very well for where this Chargers team is uh, heading into the future. So chalk that one up week five. That is going to be, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's not a primetime game just because you have two very good young quarterbacks. You have two young coaches uh, that are exciting. The Browns, you know, should have beat the chiefs last year in the playoffs. So they're coming off a hot season. The Chargers are kind of a new up and coming Cinderella story that everyone's kind of saying, oh, maybe our dark horse playoff team. Uh, so I'm kind of surprised it's not primetime, but we'll be a good one. Nonetheless. Next up, Patriots game. Honestly, this game doesn't excite me that much, but I want to see how the Chargers rebound after their biggest loss in franchise history last year, 45 to nothing. Um, I want to see how this team bounces back. It's at home again. I'm not I'm purposely choosing all home games, but just with the matchups. Uh, is char- this Patriots team is going to be better than they were last year, and yet even when they were bad, they, they boathoused. Uh, the Chargers was just a bad game, bad special teams. Herbert did not play his best. Um, offensive play calling wasn't great. The defense was just, you know, couldn't stop them whatsoever. Uh, so obviously now everything is brand new, new installs, everything. But by now you're in week eight. So things should be rolling pretty good by now. There's going to be a lot of growing pains in the beginning, but by week eight, the wheels should be churning a little bit for the Chargers. Uh, so this one I have circled just to see how they can rebound after last year and prove that they've really turned that corner, um, which again, it's kind of hard to say because everything's so new, but uh, yeah, you just always want to beat the Patriots anyway. If you're all 31 of their teams, obviously you want to beat every team, but Patriots, I know Brady is now in Tampa and they just won the Super Bowl. Patriots though, for at least another five years have to always be circled as that team you really want to beat just because of their dominance for two decades. Um, okay, moving on. So, uh, you know, we get, I don't want to just pony up and just, you know, only go the final division games here. Um, but I think those are the ones that are going to come down to because this division is very, very up in the air. I think even with the Chiefs, I think people locked in the Chiefs still as the team. I mean, they are the team to beat, but I think people have basically locked them in as the AFC West champs just because they've won it now, what, five, six years in a row? Um, so I'm going to, that game right here, week 15, Thursday night football, another home game. So uh, against Kansas City, Herbert Mahomes uh, will be their second meeting after meeting early in the year. Uh, could have very high playoff implications coming down the stretch here. So this is a game that's going to be very important for this Chargers team to kind of obviously see where they stack up against the best in the AFC West, but it also could be where they're fighting for either a division or a wild card spot. And these division games, every one of them is so crucial, so critical, especially at this junction in the season. And so I think it's just going to be uh, one that uh, is, you know, obviously you want to be the best. And the Chiefs have been the best in the AFC. And obviously back-to-back Super Bowls, one win, one loss. Uh, Herb, or Mahomes is, you know, the godsend of, you know, quarterbacks. Uh, can't do no wrong. So let's see how this Brandon Staley defense really slows down Mahomes and that offense, how this offense goes up against that, you know, very – you know, a, a good defense, but nothing to write home about, at least in the past years. We'll see how they improve this year. So uh, this is one that's a big one for me. It's one of the Chiefs games had to be circled on the schedule. I just don't want to do it in week three. That's too soon for this new coaching staff. There's going to be, we don't know how that game's going to go. Finally, you could go either the Broncos or the Raiders. 
Um, all I'm going to circle the Raider game just because it's the last game of the season, week 18. How weird is that? January 9th. Um, and just I think this game will truly have wild card implications. Uh, both well, Broncos game will too the week before, but I think it could be whoever wins this game, not necessarily between the Raiders, but if, if the Chargers can win, they'll be in the playoffs. If they lose, they could be out. I think it's going to be that close with this AFC. I think the Broncos are a much better team. If Drew Locke can even be a top 15 quarter, even a top 20 quarterback, that could be a playoff team. That's a very good roster. Uh, the Raiders are, I don't think so. That's just my opinion. I just don't think their roster is a playoff roster. Um, that can change, but I don't think John Gruden's proven anything in the three years he's been back that they can really be a playoff team. And they haven't really improved the roster that much. Could absolutely be wrong. I haven't dove into them too much. Uh, but just where I see it, I think the obviously the Chiefs and I think the Broncos and the Chargers are better than the Raiders right now where we stand in May. So we'll see when we get closer on the season, see if any injuries happen. But I think where we stand right now, like the Broncos and the Chargers more than the Raiders. But I'm going to circle that last game because I think that last game is going to decide, again, not necessarily for the Raiders, but will decide for the Chargers whether they're in the playoffs or not. So there's my favorite five games for the Chargers. They got a lot of good ones, though. I mean, Baltimore, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. Philly's going to be a lot of fun. Really, that whole NFC East, who was so bad last year, the Rams swept them last year, but I think they will all be improved uh, this season. So uh, they got a lot of good opponents. Three t- three primetime games. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. See how they stack uh, how they stack up SoFi, and looking forward to it. Gonna be a good year. So, all right, let's go ahead now and head into uh, our Rams schedule release. So um, yeah, let me uh, let me go ahead and pull that one up. Perfect. Here we go. So obviously opened against the Bears. Um, again, I'll wait. I'm going to wait till division games till the end. I like how the NFL schedule does that now. How it's and maybe it's been like that for a long time. I just can't really remember thinking all the way back, but always ending, you know, with your final uh, division games that always have, you know, pretty pretty high playoff implications. So, um, you know, this Bears game is intriguing. Obviously, it's the first one. Open so far. Sunday night football. Is it going to be any doll? Is it going to be Justin Fields? Um, I'm not going to have that one on there just because I think uh, I just think the Rams are a way better team than the Bears right now. They're either playing a rookie quarterback for the first time, or they're playing Andy Dalton. I think this Rams defense, Rams offense, Matt Stafford. What is fun about it is the fact that it'll be the first time we see Stafford in horns. So, and it's Sunday Night Football. First time fans at SoFi. So, but just the matchup itself doesn't, uh, I don't warn it in my top five. This is what the fourth time in four years they played the Bears. Uh, I think they've been three and one overall. So um, yeah, it just doesn't totally do it for me. I think it'll be a not a super exciting game, uh, like pretty much all the Rams Bears game have been. But uh, it'll still be a good one. Good storylines. I'm just not gonna have the top five. I am gonna have this Colts game at Indianapolis in week two. Um, this Colts team is a, another one that didn't lose much. Obviously, they lost Philip Rivers to retirement. But uh, trade for Carson Wentz, reunited with Frank Reich. If Carson Wentz is the quarterback that he was two years ago, then this is a better Colts team with the retirement of Phillip Rivers. Because Carson Wentz can give, give you a lot more. I know if Chargers fans are still listening, probably don't want to hear this, but at this point in their careers, the upside of Carson Wentz is much higher than what was of Phillip Rivers. 
Now we've saw the floor of Carson Wentz last year, and that's also much worse than what Phillip Rivers is. So this could be either one of those where we see jo- Jacoby Brissett playing in week six, or this could be where Carson Wentz ends up having an MP- MVP type season. Uh, just because I think he is, he the talent is there. It's just one of those, what happened in Philly? I mean, it was just interesting and, you know, and who knows? I mean, it's hard to say because he's that guy that had that like really one to two really good seasons. It wasn't like he had sustained and then all of a sudden just fell apart for one year. So there wasn't a lot of proven success over time. But when you saw what he was able to do with that MVP type season before he got injured against the Rams, you could see a quarterback that's like, damn, this guy is a good quarterback, has all the intangibles. Uh, you know, he's a good leader, has a good arm strength. He can move in the pocket. And just kind of lost it along the way. And, you know, Philly was a mess last year. So um, if he can get that back, he's a very, very good quarterback in this league. And he makes this Colts team better, which will be fun to watch for Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, and his Rams defense. And then we get to see Matthew Stafford um, in his second game, his first road game um, in a dome, see what he's able to do. Um, And, uh, you know, it's going to be a a good test for this Rams team because the Colts, you know, they're a playoff team. Uh, I think they'll be a playoff team again this year, and so we'll see how they stack up. Next, you got to you got to circle it. Anytime you play the Super Bowl champs, you got to circle it. Come back home to SoFi in Week Three. Brady and the Bucks. The Rams beat them last year. You know, Goff had a up and down game. Had two pretty egregious interceptions, but then also threw some good touchdown passes. The defense played well. Jordan Fuller, I think, had two t- two interceptions that game. Um, the pass rush was able to get in Brady's face. I think they'll be able to do again here. So this is another really fun matchup. Kind of surprised it's not prime time like it was last year. Um, but the Rams did get like five prime times games, so you can only give them so many. Um, but yeah, anytime you play Super Bowl champs, always got to circle that game because uh, it's going to be a fun one. And you always want to beat the Super Bowl champs, right? You got to beat them. And it's Brady. Always want to beat Brady no matter what. Uh, you know, maybe maybe this guy will start seeing ghosts finally retire. So next one I'm circling. When was the last time that a team ever circled the Detroit Lions game as one that you're looking forward to? Has there ever been a time other than the Thanksgiving, other than when they play on Thanksgiving, maybe just because it's Thanksgiving, but has a team ever in the last 15 years said, yeah, I'm re- I think I'm really looking to that Lions game. Let's have that circled as our top five. Well, this year, the storylines are great. I think the Lions are going to be in, you know, they're in, they're in like full rebuild, but I think they will be a little improved than last year. Um, Oh, it'll be interesting. So they basically lost their entire receiving core. Obviously, have a new quarterback in town with Jared Goff, which is why I'm struggling this game. Stafford versus Goff. Goff's return to LA. Um, but, you know, they have a very good offensive line. Added some running back pieces. A formidable defense. It'll all come down to how this coaching staff is and how they did in the draft and, you know, how these young pieces play out. But I think they could be improved. I mean, they can't get a whole lot worse than what they were. Um, but, yeah, the, the main storyline for this is, is Stafford versus Goff. Goff's return to LA. Um, I think he'll get some cheers. I mean, he didn't leave in bad terms. I know fans were fans were fed up with him and, you know, sick of, you know, the the bad, the poor play, the poor decision making. But it wasn't like he was like hated amongst fans. I don't think anyone would say, man, I hate Jared Goff. Like he's great stuff in the community, still doing stuff in the LA community, even though he's now been traded. Um, so yeah, I think he should. I think he deserves to get cheers, you know, leading this team to the Super Bowl just three years ago. Uh, being a number one overall pick was always a, you know, a, a class guy, class act, never got in trouble, always, you know, good, good teammate. So hopefully he does get cheers because I think he deserves it. Uh, I just think it was, it was time for both organizations to move on. And obviously the Rams were able to upgrade Stafford. So 
that's the storyline there. And that's why that game's going to be really fun to watch. I think should be a pretty easy win for the Rams should be, but, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how that, uh, plays out. So, okay, let's see. I want to make sure. Okay. I'll wait for that Niners game. Cause obviously Niners game is for sure. Going to make this list. I got, I got two games left here in my top five and I'm going to go at green Bay, November 28th, getting cold. Now they were just in Lambeau last January lost. Is Rogers playing? Is it Jordan love? Is it Blake Bortles, former Ram who's playing quarterback? Are Green Bay the the clubhouse leaders if Rodgers is there? Are they a dumpster fire and basically a rebuild? A lot of really interesting storylines that we have no idea what it'll be until we get to November 20, or really until we get till week one of the NFL season. We'll see if Rodgers is suited up or if he's retired or if he's on another team. If he's on another team or retired, then this game kind of probably goes out of the top five. So I don't think, I think they, I think the Packers' success more than probably any team. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But just off the top of my head, probably more than any team, their success is stringent on Aaron Rodgers. I think some other teams that have really good quarterbacks could plug in a their backup and still be a good. Obviously, they're going to be a drop-off. Um Seattle might be another one without Russ. I think they're there. They'd be a big, big drop off. But, um, you know, I think, uh, as good as like Justin Herbert is, I think Chase Dana goes out. They're not just going to be a two win team. They could still, they have a good roster where they could still be competitive. Obviously a few game difference. Um, but they could be different. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot, but just after I tell, you, I think the most is green Bay. Like you go from Aaron Rodgers to either Blake Borders or Jordan love. You're going from going 13-3 last year, having the MVP probably this year if he's there. There's still going to be a a 13 and four or a 12 and five team to all of a sudden now an under 500 team like that. Easily, maybe worse. Won't be like the Saints where you know Drew Brees gets hurt and they have their backup either James or Taysom Hill come in and they still rattle off like four or five wins. Um, I don't think their roster is that good. So game changes a lot. But if Rodgers is there. This week 12 game is going to be huge because this is a battle for the top in the NFC, I think. I think the Rams, I was on uh, Locked On Rams with Sosa Cremendez just last week, and that's what we talked about. Like, who's the contender outside of Tampa Bay in the NFC? Is Are the Rams the favorite outside of them? And I think they are. I think what hurts them is their division, that they play three other teams twice, so six total games that are all playoff teams, potential playoff teams. Oh, obviously, Niners and Cardinals didn't make it last year, but... If both are healthy, both are absolutely potential playoff teams, and they have to play all of them six times. So that's what hurts the Rams is just how good that division is. But I do think top to bottom, coaching staff, they are a top three team in the NFC, probably top five in the NFL. And uh, this game with the Packers, if Rodgers is there, will kind of be the deciding factor on either who's the best, who's the second best, who's one of the top Top guys in the NFC. So finally, you know, a lot of good games here at the end. And this is a tough stretch, man. At Arizona, home against Seattle, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, and at home against San Francisco. 
tough, brutal stretch in the season. So they got to they got to stack some wins here early on against some of these lesser opponents. Because even though I think the Rams are a true contender, when you win with that brutal of a schedule, I mean Arizona, very well, well should they should be a playoff team with that roster? It really comes down to Cliff Kingsbury because they should be a playoff team with who they have on that roster. Seattle, as long as you have Russell Wilson, as long as he's healthy, they're a playoff team. Minnesota did a lot of things to improve their defense. I think they went 7-9 last year. This could definitely be a playoff team, especially in the very unknowing NFC North with what's going on there. But they're going to be a much improved team. That defense, the offense is very good. You know, they have a great receiving core. Uh, Justin Jefferson, phenomenal young receiver. Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins, I you say that, but he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a plenty fine quarterback. He's not a game changer, but he's a fine quarterback. So that's going to be a tough game. At Baltimore, former MVP, MVP and Lamar Jackson. Tough to play. Cold weather. You know, you're outside right after New Year's Day. So that's going to be a tough one. They did a lot to add to their defense as well. But I got to circle this final game in San Francisco because this could be deciding who wins the division. This could be deciding who makes the wild card. Or it could be both teams are already in. But man, Sean, Sean McVay needs to beat Kyle Shanahan. Any one of those scenarios I think will be in play. There's no way neither of these teams are in playoff contention. I don't... If one team isn't, I think it'll be the Niners. I know a lot of people love the Niners and they say, you know what, if they're healthy, they're a top three roster. I don't disagree necessarily, but I also just think there's a lot of question marks at quarterback. Is Jimmy G playing the whole year? If he does, if he gets hurt, is Trey Lance ready? Does Trey Lance start at the gate? Is he ready <laughs> after playing at a, you know, North Dakota state and then not playing at all last year because, you know, the league shut down for COVID. So they have some question marks still. Yes. They're getting players back on defense, but still Nick Bosa coming off an ACL tear. You don't know if he's going to be a game changer right off the bat. We saw Bradley Chubb with the Broncos, same injury tore his ACL, took him a few games to get back into it. Everyone's just assuming all of a sudden, yeah, Nick Bosa will be back. You know, they have one of the best pass rushers. It's going to take a few games. I think he'll get there. I'm not worried about that for them. But it's not like all of a sudden he's just going to be wrecking games week one. Now, by week 18, when this game is, he should be back in full form if he's healthy still. So either way, it's the Niners. I love Niners week. I think since I've been covering the Rams, you can make the argument that the Seahawks are their biggest rival. You make the argument. But the correct answer is the Niners. It's California, NorCal, SoCal. The Niners have kind of had the Rams number the last few years. Both teams went to the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Both lost. Two young coaches hired the exact same offseason. Similar style of coaching. Both offensive masterminds. A lot of just great storylines. So I love Niners Week. I love the fans, how they get into it. The vitriol. The smack talk. It's glorious. So this is my... Probably the game I'm looking forward to maybe most. Just love the, the rivalry. I love that it's the last game of the year at home in SoFi. Time for McVay to prove himself and beat Kyle Shanahan. McVay is the better coach than Shanahan. Hasn't had a losing season yet. Shanahan's had three. Blame injuries all you want. Three losing seasons out of four. McVay hasn't had one. His only non-playoff season, they still went 9-7. and seven. So, great storylines. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So there you have it. There's the five games I am most looking forward to for both the Chargers and Rams. Of course, I forgot to change the uh, the uh, menu there. 
when you're doing it, when you're doing this on the fly, it's hard to sometimes remember. So sorry about that. Rams fans, five Rams games. I'm most looking forward to is what the uh, menu I should have had. If you're watching on YouTube, um, just put it on, but Anyway, appreciate you all for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Josh Palmer. Awesome kid. Super stoked to see his development and how he does uh, for the Chargers. But um, yeah, excited tomorrow, Saturday morning, 9 a.m., depending when you're listening to this show, but 9 a.m. Uh, LAFB Live. We will be on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or right on the LAFB.com, LAFBnetwork.com website. You can watch us. Uh, we'll go more in depth of the schedule. I'll tell you that. That's what LFB Live will be. We're going to go into each game for both the Rams and Chargers, have some banter, have some fun with it and uh, do that. So, but thank you for tuning into the LA football podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen. We are everywhere. You listen, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, everywhere you listen. We are, if you like watching us head to YouTube at LAFB network, please subscribe there. It helps us out a ton. We're over 500 subscribers. We want to get to a thousand. That's our next goal. And we want to get to 2000, you know, to the moon is the goal. Right now we're at 500. Help us get that number up, uh, especially if you watch. Just hit the subscribe. It helps us out. It really does. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. We can't do this without you. Really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to uh, just the continued content that we have lined up for this uh, offseason. And uh, make sure to check out all we're doing at LA Football Network. You know, we've got other great shows we've added. Charters Unleashed uh, is killing it right now. Got the Rams Brothers podcast, two awesome guys. Uh, that I've had a blast getting to know. So they're on the network now. Got Compas on the Beat with uh, Fernando Ramirez and Gilbert Manzano, um, which is a really fun show. They're doing a lot of great interviews. Um, so we're doing great, great stuff. We got uh, LA Confidential, the Desai Guys, also a couple podcasts here. And then obviously all of our written content. So we got some awesome, talented people uh, that are doing great Rams, great Chargers, great Bruins, great Trojans, um, digital content here. And then we have some merchandise that we are working on some new licensing stuff with some players as well that we're dropping here uh, during the offseason. So stay tuned for that. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors, Brewery X, Garrison Brothers, Manscaped, Bet Online. Appreciate you. I'm Ryan Dyer. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Dyer at LAFB, main account at LAFB Network on all of the socials. All of you have a great weekend. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, hit me up. Let's talk LA football all the time, 24-7 at Ryan Dirt LAFB on Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys here in just a couple days. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.